Guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Depends on how you look at the it. The hell it does. So somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. I count to three. Hello, if I want. Yeah, I open that door. We move Joey. out. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> we may be trapped. What's in the flask, egg? Magic potion? Yeah. Thought so. Good. What do we do? Drink it? Yeah. Good. Thought so. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. The 80s action comedy series, volume two. And this is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Coming at you next. Here we go. Nobody tries to go that deep when they're doing impressions. <clears throat> That's my Jason for tonight. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah. I'm not watching any scary movies tonight. I'm going to watch all happy shit. What? Yeah. Why would I watch scary movies? No way. Come on. Nope. We're in the process of watching The Fog. The Fog? Uh, John Carpenter's The Fog? Yeah. Or the remake of The Fog with uh, Tom Welling? No. The 1981. All right. Yeah, that was actually pretty good, man. It is for... You know what that means. Thank you. Thank you. We're back. And Oscar the OG is back after a hiatus. I had to contemplate if he ever wanted to come back because he hates our guts. How was rehab? I did a lot of men. Rehab was good. Rehab was good. You (laughs) know, it gave me a lot of stuff, a lot of tools to to, uh, (laughs) utilize in life. And uh, head on. they were like, you know what? If you want to do the movie podcast, it's your choice. I'm like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And they're like, yeah. meditate. I was like, all right, cool. And then think uh, on I, it. They're like, all right, you're meditate. free to go. I'm like, that's it. They're like, yeah, that's it. It's like, cool. Free. Right. I was like, thanks. Uh, thanks for the nice scenery here. It's really nice here. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I was not in rehab and. Like that's that's some serious shit. I don't want to be joking about that shit. I mean, hey, you know, yeah, it is. I mean, because this is our rehab priest. right now. What we're doing. Re- oh, what the fuck no. did we do to get here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm kidding. You, I'm kidding. Did we watch too no. many bad movies or something? <laughs> the vent session is our rehab episode. That's when oh, we, uh, I see. That's I see. when we let loose. But now, yeah. Oh, you know, um, that'd be really funny if like one of us, like one of like you should be the counselor. Be like, and oh, I'm, I'm totally down. And like, how do Transformers make you feel? There you go. Oh. Well, wow. yeah. I think it would you know, be funny if I went to a rehab center to uh, record an episode. Oh, I thought that was the punchline itself. I'm like, Scott, you did. <laughs> no. Scott, and I was like, I don't I'm waiting for it. Treatment center. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. So, on that note, <laughs> um, yeah. welcome back to the No On 15 All Cast. I have uh, great Scott on tonight. Hello. Uh, Hello. I have. Oscar the OG back on the show. Yeah. 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 Loud and clear, Scott. You're you're coming in at volume 10 right now. You're doing good. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, If you've never heard our show before, shame on you. Uh, But if you have, 
make sure you also follow us on social media we're available at the no 15 all cast on instagram and twitter and also on facebook uh but yo man how's everybody doing uh what's new anything happened this week mm-hmm. um any any personal stuff happened fuck i don't do nothing <laughs> nothing. He was like, I don't do oh, nothing. That squirrel uh, that was uh, mad dogging you the other day got ran over. Yeah. Something. Nothing. 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 Nope. No. No, man. All right. I, I got Oscar. something. I got a little bit of something. I'm, I've right. been on match.com lately. Oh, yeah. Swiping yes. right and swiping left. Swipe. And uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be talking to. Um, so nice. He's like, hey, I think uh, I want to do some video chat. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Mm. So we'll see how that turns out. You know, you know, my experience with that on Match.com. Several times I've been matched up with webcam horrors. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so be prepared. Oh yeah, I mean, it, something. It, yeah, who knows? You know, I could be walking into, mm-hmm. I could be getting punked. Catfish is that the term? Catfish, yeah, catfished. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to All save right. your stories for another episode, Scott. Well, that's it, know. that's the whole story. He's like, that's it. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that, that'll lead us into our uh, next segment, which is uh, the what are you watching now segment. So, now play, now play, motion pictures, motion pictures, now play, now play. Motion picture, motion picture, now play, now play, motion picture, motion picture, now play, at a motion picture theater near you. What's he watching now? Oh, wow. What's he watching, though? Yeah, Yeah. that's all new to me, man. I feel like, hey, I like what you've done with the place. I like what you've done with the (laughs) place. So, uh, Scott, you said, what are you watching? You you were excited that you were watching Titans. Is that new that just came out? Yeah, and it was made by HBO. You can tell there's like a difference in quality mm. from the first two seasons. And they released three episodes on Friday, I believe it was Friday or Thursday. I'm pretty sure it's Friday. Nice. And they opened right up with that Death in the Family kind of story arc to oh, from the start. No way. And the very intro of it, they get right into that. Nice. And I don't want to ruin so it. Okay. People, but... Just real quick question. Do you have to watch the first two seasons to watch the third season then? Nope. No? I don't think he would. Really? Nice. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Because it's like, it's a brand new story arc. Uh-huh. And you may not know who everyone is, but they give intros. Like, they take their time in these first three episodes to reintroduce everyone. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, because I, I was, my sister's a big fan, and she's like, oh, season three's coming out. I'm like, dang, I gotta catch up. But it seems like I could just yeah. jump right in. I think nice. so, because, like, the second half of the first season is kind of convoluted mm-hmm. it has to do mm. with like uh with that trigon i don't know if you guys are familiar with trigon it's like their mephisto their devil basically oh okay and it's all like a fever dream kind of situation and then they snap out of it in the second season and it's kind of it's kind of iffy oh gotcha On the end of the first and the start of the second season it's a little <laughs> confusing okay mm. but it's all got right. that watchman hbo max feel to it Ah, okay. Very good quality. Never saw watch. I think you guys would like it if you watch Superman. Mm -hmm. Should like this. All right. And they say fuck. They do, man. Mm -hmm. Right? Do they have a clean version then that I can watch? I'm too. I'm too late with the. (laughs) Uh (laughs) 
really long. Okay. That's why you got the videos. <laughs> that I need you on video. Uh, well, that's cool. Um, what about you, Oscar? Any new shows? New shows? Uh, no, I haven't seen anything new. I mean, like as far as like latest, like new. Sh- no, but I did finish watching Mythic Quest, which you kept telling me about. Oh yes. And what I have to admit, this show is so much fun and so good that I wish I would have seen it when it first came out. But yeah, I I watched. I I'm all caught up now. Like I'm good. I love it. It actually knocked off my number two uh, spot. So I love Arrested Development. That's like my number one all time show. But Mythic Quest takes the number two spot. It's so good. Wow, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that show. That's great awesome. characters. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a great character development. You just yeah. have yeah. every single character is just so good in their own way, and it's it just uh, it's got good heart. It's got yeah. funny stories, and it's just an all around good great. So the yeah. second season is complete. Uh, I be- um I don't know. Is it? Uh, Actually, I think it is. Yes, the second season yeah. is complete. And I think they're wondering, I think fans are wondering if like the third season's going to happen. Um, I believe there was a, a, a quick interview with one of the writers and they're saying that there's potential for a third season, but I'm working on it's on Philadelphia right now. I think that's what they're working on and focused on. Mm. So, but I think, I think it's got, I think it, it could go into a third season It'd be interesting to see, but first two, the first two seasons are amazing. So, yeah. I'm it's so, really good, man. Yeah. It's one of the few, comedies that takes the time to do a backstory which is crazy and yes uh, when they do it it's like amazing the way it's executed and they do it so yeah you know, without spoiling it it's it's yeah it's crazy yeah. man yeah really well done yeah and then um as far as like i've actually been on a kick for documentaries lately so i've watched night stalker myth and mogul the john delorean story uh, oh yeah and then i saw coke and cowboys i finished it yesterday the kings of miami so coke and cowboys yeah coke and cowboys so that was that was a wild story that was a wild story yeah it's great and, and then of course i watched suicide squad so yeah and i think you, all of us did you didn't complain no i got two big thumbs up yeah i liked it too i loved it man i, I, I thought it was everybody's a problem is. <laughs> yeah i mean i give it two thumbs up <laughs> like thumbs up that you can stick up marvel's butt that's the way i see it <laughs> 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 it's okay i i don't think it's like oh my god so like the best nah. you know thing even for dc i think um my only gripes with it was i felt like james gunn was really trying to smooth over and try with a lot of effort to make sure it was different than the last suicide squad mm. which is kind of saying something because even the last suicide squad movie wasn't what the director wanted put out there so mm. you know okay. it's just another another thing of i don't know man dc is i don't think this is like gonna save dc you know movie wise it's dope like to see them put all those characters together and to see them in live action and everything but yeah um, i don't know it's it's just like cool you know yeah i i think i liked it because it just took it seems like it took a lot of risks and i think that's something that a lot of comic book movies don't tend to do in my opinion mm-hmm. um I mean, that's why I like Scott's very quick review on DC Titans, like on his Twitter. He's like, hey, it's just bold storytelling. I'm like, cool, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, so and in, in like in <laughs> there's some of the stuff in, in Suicide Squad where like I didn't question it, but there was a part of me, should I be laughing at this? Because there, there, <laughs> there was just some edgy stuff. 
but it yeah. takes you by yeah. surprise in such a fun way that like you just can't help but laugh and enjoy the ride i think that's just the best way i can explain it it's just it's a really fun ride of a movie and i think it just it kind of shatters it kind of shatters like the kind of the ideal superhero flick if that makes sense because you are using these characters that aren't so popular and well known but it it does kind of turn it upside down and it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and i saw it on imax which i thought was even better to see starfish on imax Ooh, like man. Yeah. yeah that's another thing like i think yeah. I, I mentioned to you is like sometimes it depends how you see it too you know? oh yeah yeah so definitely i think yeah. that is one thing that'll change your viewpoint of any film i think if you see it in oh, the yeah. theater compared to seeing it at home um yeah. it's just a different experience mm -hmm. did so, you guys think you know what's good yeah. Good enough to have a show? I don't know. But he's got a show yeah. coming out. So, Oh, Cena? Really? Cena, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like him as a peacemaker. <laughs> I think it's a very yeah. suitable role for him. It's like deadpan comedy. The dude is like so big, too. Like that shirt on him. And he's just Bro, such yeah. a really big dude. Like the rock, yeah. like he's muscular. But I don't know. There's something about Cena, man. He just, he just looks looks pretty plump at times i'm just like my mm -hmm. goodness but i do i did like him as a peacemaker i liked him as the sense of like he's got a dark side to him he's got a funny side to him and he's got like a mm -hmm. really he just believes in himself a lot and i just like that i like that these characters like they believe in themselves except for polka dot man of course but like there's a little bit of redemption there too but otherwise like i think i would love to see the piece i'm glad i mean well spoilers uh there's some good stuff for sure for from Cena in that movie. Yeah. My mom mm -hmm. said, Polka Dot Man's mom looks like me. Like her <laughs> fucking laughing at that shit. I honestly she think that was the funniest character that, in that, that movie, movie, man. It was fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. Um I'll I'll just say this. One thing that maybe was off putting to me was how it was just a joke when they when um Flag said that the weasel ate like twenty six children. He did kill twenty six children. You know, I was like, okay, that's meant to be a joke, but I was like, I, I don't know, that didn't feel right to me, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I eh. that, yeah. yeah, maybe that's kind of like what some people might be. Some like jokes are maybe mm. bad taste. Maybe that's what some people see. Yeah. Um, so it just I don't depends. I would have wanted that thing on his team if it actually killed twenty six children. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know what it is, dude. It's like I felt like a rob. Uh, this is the last thing I'll say before we get too stuck on this segment, but I felt like the last Suicide Squad too. the first 30 minutes were pretty dope, pretty amazing. And then after that, it just kind of fell apart. And mm. it was just like, you know, and that maybe is what the studio did to that movie because they cut it to pieces, according to David Ayer, the director, who like mm. none of the Joker story is in there, all the stuff that he filmed. And he's like, it's a completely different story than what he filmed. So, mm. um, and that there's this like stuff that happens in the new one that I'm like, it kind of jumps to places in the story where it's kind of like, okay, is this, you know, is this what's happening now? Is it not? It's a little confusing, oh, but then you just have to go with it. So mm -hmm. without, you know, telling any of the plot points or anything that's happening, but, but Hey, if you enjoy comic book movies, you're going to enjoy it. Like I tell Scott, I hated freaking bloodshot, but I still watched it. I'll still watch any comic book movie just because mm -hmm. I'm a comic book fan. So, yeah and uh yeah man. i love that bloodshot movie i bought it did you <laughs> damn mm -hmm. he bought it he's like oh caesar I real bought that shit. it was a black friday sale five bucks <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding digital 
when it was released then. Digital. If you have it on right. physical media, then I'll believe you that you loved it. But if no, it's, right. if it's digital. <laughs> if it's digital. It's in the middle of fucking COVID. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He just blindly right. reached and did like that Walmart I don't have a Blu-ray player. All right. Cool. Are you watching anything new? Me? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm. I watch. Obviously, I watch Suicide Squad. I'm catching up on Walking Dead shows now. I'm watching the Walking Dead World Beyond, which is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. So far, I think it's the first season ended last year at some point. Um. Cool. And then, uh, what else is I watching? Oh, Solar Opposites season two, which dropped earlier in the year. <clears throat> which, if you're not familiar with it, is from the creators of Rick and Morty. And it's about a couple of aliens that are on Earth, and uh, their their home planet basically blew up. So now they're trying to live among you know the humans, and it's just a lot of crazy stuff that happens on there. And again, in this new season, more craziness. Uh, <laughs> the the funniest thing for me, and I'll say this from the first season, spoilers is there's like a whole element of them kind of redoing the whole escape from new york story one of the aliens shrinks regular people and he puts them in his wall and when you they shoot to stories that are happening in the wall from all these people that have created this whole separate like world inside the wall and one of them is like escape from new york basically so Hmm. it's pretty funny like the the bad guy in the wall is named the duke and stuff so just like escape from new york um but it's funny man it's funny stuff and uh yeah, that's it, man. Um, that's really the only new show I'm catching up on season two of that. And uh, yeah, Mythic Quest 2. I'm right there with you on it. Um, yeah. Love all the characters in there, the actors, the story. It, it's just really great stuff. And I'm also, you know, starting um, Ted Lasso season two. <clears throat> did nice. you finish that already? Or did I finished season out? one. I've not, I haven't even started season two yet. So I'm behind. It's great. I watched season one of that also. Have you, you guys like ever it? seen Star Trek Lower Decks? No. Yeah, I, like that also. I saw the first episode. Second season of Lower Decks just came out. Mm. Are you about to take a piss? <laughs> I think you're in the bathroom. Something tells me you're in the bathroom. Please, no. God, no, I'm just... <laughs> All right, then. Um, I guess it's time to move into our nostalgia movie segment. So... Doc! I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the. Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble Mm -hmm. in Little China. And uh, yeah, so the director of the film is John Carpenter. He also directed Halloween, The Thing, They Live. And the last film he directed was 2010's The Ward. Um, When this movie came out in... uh, July 2nd, um, it opened in 1,053 theaters and uh, it grossed only 2.7 million in its opening weekend. And it went on to gross 11.1 million in North America, which was um, below its estimated budget of 19 to 25 million. So very, very, it didn't make a lot of money for sure. Uh, It says the film was released in the midst of the hype for James Cameron's blockbuster Aliens. On a DVD commentary for Big Trouble in Little China, Carpenter and Russell discuss uh, this being uh, among the possible reasons for the film's disappointing box office gross. Oh, that Aliens was like, Aliens hyped up? Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, there I was also see that. a mention on that one list that uh, 
the pending release of The Golden Child mm. rushed production on this movie. Huh. Oh. Because Eddie Murphy. Where, like, yeah, they were cutting no. corners on safety and shit again. I may have misunderstood that. Did you read that note, Caesar? Because I couldn't really understand what they were saying because I hadn't seen the movie yet. Um, I something think... about the escalator. The scene was shot in reverse. Yeah, the, there's a shot. In, well, there's another shot that was shot in reverse um, where very early on in the film, uh, Jack Burton goes to the airport to help pick up Yao Ying with uh, Wang's mm-hmm. character and a shot where the Trans Am is just flying through the parking lot and is about yeah. to run them over and it looks like they jump to the side. That that was actually shot in reverse for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. So, but the non-safety part was, yeah, that later on at, towards the end of the film where James Hong, who plays Lopin, mm-hmm. has to escape through the escalator that goes up into like a skull with his mouth open. Yeah. He was walking in like 12 inch like stilts or whatever to make him look taller. Yeah. A foot taller and you know carpenter just told him just get on the right. escalator we ain't got time to get your stunt man <laughs> so <laughs> some pretty dangerous oh, shit dang at least they didn't have him uh, handling dynamite at the same time yeah um well yeah let me let me read off some of the main players in this film um we have kurt russell who plays uh jack burton uh you've also seen him in escape from new york guardians of the galaxy 2 the hateful eight and most recently he was in the f9 uh that came out this year the fast saga so he plays nobody in there or Mr. Nobody or something like that is his name. Um, and then we have uh, Dennis Dunn. Uh, he plays Wang Chi, also seen in uh, Prince of Darkness, another John Carpenter film, Year of the Dragon, The Last Emperor, and most recently, Something Horrible. And that's the actual movie title, Something Horrible. So <laughs> not saying he came out in Something Horrible, but who knows? Um, and then <clears throat> we have Kim Cattrall, who plays Gracie Law. You know, she's pretty famous from Sex in the City. Uh, she was also in some Star Trek. I think she was in Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country, and Mannequin. I always remember her from that as a kid, uh, the movie Mannequin with uh, Andrew McCarthy. And uh, I think recently she's in a show called Filthy Rich, which is on Fox. And uh, the last player, now there's a couple other players, but uh, James Hong obviously plays David Lopan. Dude's been in everything. I think we've mentioned his name before in other films, but yeah, he was yeah. in Blade Runner, Revenge of the Nerds 2. Uh, he played uh, Snotty in there. Uh, and then he currently is doing voice work for uh, The Secret of the Mogwai the, for the new uh, Gremlins show. I think that's a Netflix show that's coming out. Mm. And uh, yeah, he did a Pose dad, I think, also, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Mm. And um, Victor Wong, well, our last the player. Child is all. Also, if he played the uh, same character from Nerds in Golden Child, James Hong. No, James oh, Hong no, was the other there. guy. The guy that yeah, Vic- the bus. I'm sorry. Victor Wong. Yeah, he plays Egg, Ch- Egg Shen. Uh, he can see him in Tremors, The Golden Child, uh, Prince of Darkness, and uh, his last film. I just had to put it on there. Is Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. That was in 1998. So, uh, yeah, he's a uh, great character actor too i remember him a lot in the 80s um and those are our players do any of these guys stand out to you guys at all from this movie the mongolian he played genghis khan on bill and ted's he was he was a character actor in a ton of stuff um mm. i've seen him in like van damme movies and plays a henchman though like scott said those are all the players in this film and uh, this is going to lead us into the wheel of names 
Tell you what, some rounds are just tougher than others, aren't they? <laughs> Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names! Okay. Okay. Wow. Here we go. So, on the Wheel of Names, we have Oscar does Kurt Russell as Jack Burton. We have Oscar uh, does James Hong as David Lopez. Oh my gosh. We have Oscar does Kim Cattrall as Gracie Law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what you saw. And we have Fees okay. chooses what Oscar does. <laughs> and we oh, have a Scott chooses what Oscar does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We had to welcome like, you back. <laughs> I feel like there was a powwow that I was not a part nope. of. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I always got to bring, this you know. It's called a love bomb things. for missing an episode or two. I thought <laughs> I thought it was just like once you're initiated, like this is it. You don't have to get like go to the ringer again. You know what I mean? Nope. Yeah, now <laughs> you right. got to do it in voices and shit. Yeah, I know. Now you got to. I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting hazed again. That's what it feels like. You, you, you want me to put. Caesar okay, you want me to put. Bill with his dick tucked back, but <laughs> oh my he God. wouldn't do it. <laughs> Negative. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> If you really feel that bad, I'll put me and Scott on there just to make you feel better. No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll run with it. We'll <laughs> just play it. Just damn it, just play it. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna spin the wheel. <laughs> I'm hoping it's Jack Burton. Oh. Okay. Okay. There you go, Scott. Well, I mean, here we go. I mean, he's. We'll, we'll see what's gonna happen here. Scott gets the more uh, John Wayne sounding aspect of Jack Burton. Yeah, I feel like that's all I heard every time I heard Jack Burton mm-hmm. talk. I'm like, this guy is all John Wayne. All right, so Scott's yeah. choosing. Got, it, it landed on Scott. Choose it was chooses what Oscar does. So Scott, yeah, Jack Burton, John Wayne. I want to hear it. Jack Burton. All right. Oh my so let gosh. Me, <laughs> let me get the clock up. And so I'm gonna speak <laughs> like I'm Jack Burton. Are you ready? Yeah. Whenever you're ready, let me know. Wait. And, then, uh, and then I gotta tell a story. Something. I gotta tell the story. Yeah, I gotta exactly. yeah. synopsis. Yeah. This. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just can I just do it from a perspective of Jack Burton? I don't really, you yeah. know I'm just gonna run it. I'm just do gonna it. go ahead. Let's see what happens. Ready? I'll count down. Three, two, one, go. T minus thirty seconds. Well, here you go, guys. Here's a story about Jack Burton. You know what Jack Burton does? He gets things done. That's what he does. And so he gets in this town, Little China, loses truck, meets a friend, has to help a friend, but at the same time, really likes this nice blonde girl. And then he uh, confronts some people who can shoot electricity out of their hands. And then uh, he sounds really southern right now. <laughs> and then he uh, he find he comes across this dude named Low Pan. And anyways, uh, there's just a lot of adventure <laughs> and oh. stuff. <laughs> that was awesome. I lost it. Like I lost it. Like probably like ten words in. Yeah, that was good, man. That was that was, that was, uh, that was funny. All right. All right. Well, there we go. So, yeah, we're into this uh, nostalgia segment for uh, Big Trouble in Little China, man. Um, what'd you guys think on this rewatch? Scott, or, what'd you think? I think this is the first time I've watched it all the way through. 
Wow. <laughs> that probably For says real? a lot. <laughs> yeah. My cousin Ryan loves this movie. And he showed it to me back in high school, but I didn't remember half of this shit. Like that eyeball thing and the beast man and even the three Raidens. I don't remember any of this shit. I thought like Lopan was a Raiden type Shang Tsung character. Mm. I couldn't handle it. He's like, I, like I, the, I like the Asian gang. Couldn't handle it. The Asian gang fight at the start was like really brutal and the tone changed. Yeah. To, like off the walls fucking crazy. And it was kind of hard to fall. It's not shitty. And it is shitty at the same time. Wow. I can see why it's like a cult favorite and a classic. I would watch it again. I don't hate it. But what's the draw for you guys? Assuming Oscar is a cult fan of this movie. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I can I could tell when Oscar doesn't like a movie. So Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. It thinks he's. I mean, Caesar could pretty, pretty much know by now. But I mean, I like I told him, I hadn't seen this movie since probably I was a kid. But I only remember remember a couple things. I think like just some of my favorite stuff is probably like after like the first after the hour of the movie, like when they finally start getting into like the fight scenes, like uh, when they come up to like the wedding. After that, I, I feel like that's when it really starts to pick up for me. Like it starts to become funnier. There's some of that in in early on and stuff like that. Like when uh, when Jack rolls down that hill on the wheelchair, that's pretty funny. Um, there's that scene where like the I believe they're brothers. It's Wang. It's uh, Wang Chi. And like, I believe it's his brother. And like they're being attacked on the bridge by these two women, two women warriors. That's and like the Mater D at the fucking restaurant. They're not related. OK, yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, I thought they were like brothers for some reason. But anyways, he's the new Mater D. <laughs> uh-huh. But like they get attacked by these two women, women warriors. And I thought that was like really funny, like the way they were just getting yeah. beat up. and stuff. As far as like favorite parts, I would say it, everything probably that was like really good for me was after like the one hour mark. Um, and I think I think I can see why people like this as a cult following. Um, I'm only assuming at this point because I kind of want to know why Caesar likes this movie a lot. Um, and I was like trying to figure out, like, are they trying to make fun of like <clears throat> of like lead characters like this? Or is this just kind of like who he wants to be? So it was just kind of it was it was in a, it was an interesting viewing after like so many years of not watching this film. So oh, all right. Nice takes. I thought it was cool. I mean, as a kid at that time, everything martial arts was hype. So I was like oh, yeah. such a big fan of that, you know, and then just the whole concept of the three storms. So you have like that dude was thunder. The other guy was rain. And then mm-hmm. um, who was the other lightning was obviously the lightning guy. Right. So that's such a cool <laughs> I didn't, cool even I didn't even catch yeah. that. I didn't even catch that. I was like, they all wearing yeah. three, wearing the same hats. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think they even referred to them as the three storms. And then, um, okay. I mean, I love. I think I love this film because Kurt Russell, his character, and I, and I didn't know this till later. And I was doing like looking into some information on the film, but he builds himself up bigger than he is. Oh yeah. And he is actually not the hero of this movie. He's just a sidekick. So when you mm. actually know that and watching this film, he's not the he's not the hero. The hero is Wang. Yeah. And Caruso is just his sidekick. Like you and you honestly see it in the way it's filmed, because every time serious shit goes down, Wang is the one kicking everybody's ass. And Caruso is just like either knocking himself out or falling down mm-hmm. or trying to get his knife. Like he's just like the buffoon that everybody likes and falls in love with in this film. So, yeah, that's that's what it is. You know, like I also love the way that Wang is doing this to save his, you know, his love, his interest. And he goes underground to do it. So I was thinking to myself, like, this is a better story 
of what Super Mario Brothers is basically going through the plumbing and going to save the princess <laughs> than what yeah. the Super Mario Brothers movie is. So it's like a whole other world that he, they go into under, underground. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know, it makes more sense as fucked up as this movie is, it makes more sense than Mario Brothers. It does. And mm-hmm. I think the effects for the time are pretty amazing, to be honest. Like, yeah. for 19, you know, the 80s. What is it, 87? This came out? Uh, I thought it was 80, I don't know. I thought it was 86. I don't know. Is it 86? Yeah, you're right. 1986. My bad. Yeah, for that time to see like the way Lopan just kind of floats through and goes through the walls like nothing. Mm. You know, yeah. keep seeing the light come out of his eyes, seeing, you know, the lightning come from that character's hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that obviously must have been some of the earliest like CGI that was ever done. Or if it was just film transfer, that's crazy right. to see how it was done. Like mm-hmm. like that character with the all eyes, you know? Um, <laughs> a little floating thing. Yeah, the little floating thing with a bunch of yeah, eyes that yeah. uh, that Lopan could see through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I liked it, man. I like I I still you know love the characters like Gracie Law's character too. I liked it a lot that she's she's kind of goofy, but at the same time she has a good heart. She's just trying to save women that are being sold into tra- human trafficking. I guess at that point and putting them in brothels and stuff like that. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, like she does have a little bit of like she's kind of like the moral compass of the show, you know. And then you have Kurt Russell, Jack Burton, kind of like saying, you know, you just just here because you really like me, you know, whatever. <laughs> you can't get enough of me. <laughs> can't this get is, enough of me. His it's stuff like, is what makes it funny, man. Like that's the comedy aspect. I think it's just Kurt <sighs> Russell's character. That's interesting. That's interesting. You find that funny. I didn't find a lot of his stuff funny, to be honest. I I found yeah. most of the most of the like the the stuff that happens to him, like being funny, like when he knocks himself out. Uh, I, I think one of my favorite. Well, like the physical the, comedy, right? Yeah, like more of the physical comedy. But some of the stuff yeah. that he says is just annoying. And I feel like oh, that's what I was trying to figure out. I'm like, are they trying to make fun of kind of like, I guess you could call him like lead alpha male characters. Like person I could relate Jack Burton to was a little bit more like Indiana Jones. He's got this bravado. He's a little bit more like, I'm going to just kiss this girl. I'm not going to ask her type of thing, you know. And so I wonder if, the, if it was kind of modeled after that, but they're also kind of making fun of it, you know. But like when he like goes on the yeah. on the on the radio and he's like like thinking everybody wants to hear his shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds That's... familiar. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. Shots fired, everybody. Uh, you guys don't no, feel that I mean... way every week. <laughs> like everyone wants to hear. Our shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I have to be in to do this shit. I think. I know what you're saying, but I think it was like once you know about the way the movie was made, I think it was done on purpose to make him look like that. I, I mean, I think he honestly has some fun, some funny moments, but it's also like kind of in that sense, it is kind of like a time capsule as well, because back in the time, back in the day, it kind of shows you how some people were influenced by like people like John Wayne. Right. And that's kind mm. of basically like Jack Burton's character. It's like um, he must have been a super fan of John Wayne or something to be like the way he is. Um, sure. Without realizing he's not really, really as good or legendary as he thinks he is. Right. You know, yeah. When, yeah, when he's he like, he is, so. yeah, like he's talking into the CB and he's like, uh, you know what Jack Burton says when you walk up into a bar and stare eye level to someone eight feet tall and they ask you if you can, uh, what does he say, cash your check or, or something like if you got if you got the money to back it up, let's say uh, the checks in the mail or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. When when he said that line, I was like, 
What did Caesar bring me into? What did Caesar get me into? He said, I took, I took it as you were supposed to think he was hot shit. Yeah. And yeah. Like he wasn't, he wasn't a buffoon, you know, to me. Yeah. Like he gets stuck under that dude. Yeah. And he had that incident where he rolled down the wheelchair. Other yeah. than that, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I mean, like it, there is that instance where he does like, uh, it's like one of those armored soldiers, like for the wedding. And like he, he stabs him with his knife that's in his boot. But then he's just like he's stuck, you know. Yeah. And uh, there are instant there. Are, there's the other instance too, where like Wang beats all these other guys up, and then like he tries to get his knife. Jack Burton tries to get his knife yeah. out, and he like he loses it out of frame, and then he gets and he comes back, and he's like ha, and he like thinks he's about to like take these guys out, but they're already gone. But yeah, it's funny. I didn't catch that until Caesar mentioned it. I'm in the sense that like, oh, you're right, he's hero but he 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 like makes himself like he does talk himself up especially when they sewer were like he's, he's like all right <laughs> he goes everybody calm down jack burton's here i'm just like who is this guy I think he is <laughs> it's one of the first instances yeah, like, where i think they actually do make fun of that and i think it's, uh, it's on purpose like the main guy okay. yeah you know it's like the green hornet right always thinking he did everything but kato's the one that actually would do everything and save mm-hmm. him you know same thing it's kind of like the same concept no way. Yeah. Um, like the Rojan version? Like the what? Oh, yeah. Like, like the, Rojan, the version. Rojan version. Yeah. But even the original, they would like, they would have to cut out a lot of the stuff that Bruce Lee did because it looked way better than what the Green Hornet was doing in the show. You know? Uh, yeah. Uh, they also make fun mm-hmm. of that kind of like in Futurama with uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, he plays like the captain. Yeah. And yeah. And then Kiff. Kiff. Yeah. yeah Kiff. And that mm-hmm. with that little skirt on, I hate that guy. Yeah, but he's like he's like that too. He's like he's always taking oh. trying to take credit for everything when it's someone else doing it. And it's like, yeah, that's that's Jack Burton in the in Big Trouble in Little China. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like maybe some of the charm in that film where mm-hmm. like he's always saying he does all this stuff, but it's like someone else really doing it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems <so>. like <laughs> he says it's all on the reflexes. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, because he does have a couple instances of like glory i guess you could say when like wang chi tries to like cut that bottle in half and he like catches yeah. it or like when he um he throws that knife back at was it what's his name lopan lopan mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know so he does have like these little moments of glory you know wang chi does get the girl but then good old jack burton wants to walk walk like right out in the sunset or something like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. which is pretty funny to me so yeah i mean I hear what you guys are saying, though, and maybe that's maybe that's part of the writing, too, because this was uh, written by W.D. Richter, the same guy rewritten by him, uh, who was the guy that did uh, Buckaroo Banzai. So oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh, man. No wonder we're in your world right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah. and this was a box office bomb, but now it has like way more of a cult following than yeah. anything else that came out at that time, maybe. Um, like the golden child, like it was rushed because the golden child, which did make more money than it at the time, but a lot of people still remember this movie more or they sure. gravitate to this one movie. But yeah, I mean, it's more entertaining like, than Golden Child. Yeah, I'll say that. I, I like the golden child too, but it's just it feels smaller compared to this, which is yeah. weird because uh, it has Eddie Murphy in it. So yeah. when you say Eddie smaller, like, demon. yeah, and when you say smaller, what does that mean? Like, what do you what do you mean by that? The scale of it, like there's not like mm-hmm. big, big action sequences where a bunch of, yeah. you know, gangs fighting each other or, mm-hmm. you okay. know, like the action sequence at the end with all the warriors and yeah, 
effects yeah. and stuff and like would, that. You would think that the Golden Child was more epic because it's like a global, like a globe trotting yeah. experience. You know, they're yeah. back again and the demons chasing them down the street in a pinto or something, and it just doesn't have what. Yeah. The what the fuck factor is this movie? It does. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, not big fans of the movie, uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, not a cool. What thing. is? What do you guys think would have made it better then? Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Du- <laughs> this guy. Dewey was like ten years old back then. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just 15. say that because one of the one of the main uh, fun facts from that list I showed you was that the Rock mm-hmm. really wants to do the. A continuation of this with Carpenter. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. what they noted. So that's all I've been thinking when you ask that question. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Like, how the fuck would that work? There was a comic book that came out, wasn't there? That continued the story right afterwards. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that a little bit. There was a comic book. I, you, I here's the thing. I, I don't know what would make it better necessarily. Uh, I just think that my biggest question is like, why do people like this movie? And I think part of it, I mentioned a little bit earlier, was just the fact that like, the way that some of the things happen, like when Wang Chi is fighting that dude in the air, like going back and forth, like they're just—I mean, it's almost like it's—it's it's a little bit of like Dragon Ball Z, you know? They're just like going up in the air and they're trying to fight each other, but it's like very cheesy. It's very cheesily done, you know. Um, so, and I think that's what people like. It's just you know, like I guess for me, it's one of those things where like they filmed it, they saw it, they put it on the how they were editing it, and like you know what? That's our final shot right there. And then you watch it, you're like, holy cow, like, who thinks this is good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not amazing filmmaking. Like, I I know that. But, but, like, there is something that is, I guess you could say charming or also kind of intriguing as to like, wow, like, they've actually said that this is our A-plus shot and this is our A-plus edit and we're going to go with it, you know? Um, I think that's what's intriguing to me. Um, And also, too, like, there's got to be some other references in there that I'm probably just missing. But one thing I did read was that like John Carpenter was actually like just a little bit um, disappointed by the box office um, performance that he just was kind of a little bit like, you know, he was kind of let down by Hollywood. And so he basically wanted to go. He decided to go back to like just independent filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I, I get that, you know, because like it's a it's a strange story, you know, like you don't it does take a little I feel like the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie is explaining about like this whole mythic, like crazy mm-hmm. magic behind all these characters. That's what you're, you're trying to get like this, all this backstory and everything. And you're like trying to get used to these characters. And then finally like get, they get captured and then there's like rescue involved. But um, yeah, it's just, it, I, I can, I don't know what would make it better. I think the only thing would be to just kind of like tighten up a little bit of the dialogue, you know, and then maybe like, add in a couple better editing shots but maybe that's what carpenter liked about it you know maybe that's that's what he wanted to do because you know when you look at it from the lens of like kurt russell is not the hero like this little bit of a buffoon dude thinks he's bigger he's like hot shit but he's not and so like you 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 kind of are seeing it from that lens and there you get like these weird circumstances and it's funny uh because we're used to kind of like our hero Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. like you know white actor or kind of a white lead actor and then you know he's kind of messing up here but you know we find out that wang chi is like the main guy and he's got all the badass moves that was my first thing i was like dude this guy's like so good you know it was like he was dope man yeah i was like why is he not getting like even more screen like 
I think that the martial arts, if you were going to improve anything, it would be the fights that Wang Chi did. He just did a bunch of fucking flips and jump kicks. There was a lot better martial arts taking place in the alley in the first altercation between the two gangs when they were putting uh, heads through the wall and breaking their the arms. Like ultra-violent like stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think that was popular back then, though. With jump kicks, you know? Th- that's like, that's flips. classic. Too many flips. So you would improve the martial arts in the film. Mm-hmm. I would stick okay. to the quality of fighting that they had in the beginning when you set the tone for martial arts and then use magic and shit gets too weird for me. Mm. I think they could have made it more more visceral like the beginning with the magic incorporated into real martial arts instead of just flips. Does that make any sense or am I just rambling? No, that makes sense. I just, yeah. you know, I think I'm sure they probably had that trouble like creating the story, but I feel like adding the level of mysticism like it, it does give you like this supernatural feel to it and mm-hmm. then you have Lopan like his his way of being makes a lot more sense if not then he's just then he's just what like a sex trafficker then if if you take out the mysticism yeah. but like but, but in reality like he's he's kind of like this what is he like is he like he's without flesh he's without blood like he's, yeah he said he's atomized yeah the old guy yeah. says so it's just kind of like this, yeah I didn't say take out the mysticism Okay. So scale it down to practical use with the real martial arts that they showed. Hmm. What's something that you would say is kind of that has that that you could compare to that? Like Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Is it the same (laughs) shit? (laughs) Is it the same shit? It's the same level, like yeah. It's I feel like it's the same level, like supernaturalism. Like in in the actual gameplay, you know, like there's more real martial arts being used oh, oh, in I the actual gameplay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Not like the grand, like the finishers are fucking ridiculous like this. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you guys think, hypothetically, the way Jack Burton is in this movie mm-hmm. and the stuff that he says, do you think that he really actually did any of that stuff? Oh, you mean the stuff that he talks about when he's like on the radio? No, I don't think so. Didn't he say he knocked his wife's teeth out or something like that? <laughs> Over alimony? I don't know about that. I don't remember that one. I believe it. I fucking think he did that. <laughs> oh man. I mean, there you know, is there I, is I a... think like that's the truth. That to him, like you guys are saying, if he's so full of shit, he thinks that that shit's real. He thinks what he's mm-hmm. saying on the CB is yeah. He is assertive at times. You know, I think the one thing that really the the one part that did throw me off was when he picked up the gun and he killed that dude, and then the. Who I thought oh, was the guy's like, was it the major major D? Is that the first time you plugged the guy? He's like, uh, yeah. no, of course, of course not. not. You know? And you're like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, so I'm like, oh, I go, this is all new for him. I go, this is interesting now. You know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, he might just be like a guy just retelling stuff he's seen, and he wants to be like that. In a sense, he's just trying to create like this legend about himself. You know, yeah, that's what it comes down to. And it's interesting because <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, when you see Egg Shen. Doesn't Egg Shen describe Jack Burton as like, hey, he like showed a lot of courage or he, he like sacrificed he himself? He does. You, know, you leave him alone, he says. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that like even Egg Shen continues to build up like mm-hmm. this guy. The legend. Yeah, the legend <laughs> itself. Yeah, and then you the, Yeah. That scene was added to the movie after it was created. Ah. Because, because of that reason. Intended to be the hero, like you guys were saying. 
Yeah. I forgot about that. But I watched the movie because of when he steps in at the airport. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole movie, I'm convinced this is who he is. Like, he's the hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't. I watched the whole fucking thing. Like, I wasn't messing around on the phone or nothing. I paid attention yeah. to it. And I did not. I didn't look at it as like, he's a fucking buffoon. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more of like, he's in it to get his money kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I want my or truck back. He's in it to get that lady, you know? Yeah. In his truck. I mean, he's on the phone with the insurance company. (laughs) He's like, don't give me no act of God nonsense either. And he's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's good to know that they added that scene afterwards because it just goes to show that like, because I I did see this movie from a lens point, like with the lens of like Jack Burton is our hero, but he's just kind of like not good at it or he's just not in his Mm -hmm. arena. That's kind of the way I saw it. He's like, he's just not in the arena because at one point, even what's her name? grace law mm-hmm. he's like they're that's when they're they're all together in the they're all together in the in that restaurant he's like hey look hold on i feel like a little bit of an outsider and she's like you are an outsider so that's that's an interesting point when you look at it when you have the information that he's not like the main guy yeah. like he is mm-hmm. an outsider because the man who's like really wanting to risk his life is wang chi he's the one who wants yeah. to risk his life oh okay okay yeah okay, wang my, chi- my like my like for this movie has gone up a little bit just because of just knowing that, you know, right. just realizing that. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I love this movie, man. And I think one of the fun, like he has a quote in the movie, uh, Jack Burton's character, where he's talking about David Lopan and someone else. And he's like, tall guy. First you see him, then you don't, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just funny, dumb shit like that. Cause he ran him over with the truck yeah, and he disappeared. And then, you know, he is, like you said, he's the outsider. He yeah. doesn't really know what he's involved in, but mm-hmm. like you guys are saying, he's so assertive and cocky and believes in himself that he can take on whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's coming at him. Like there's a scene also when Wang Chi asks him, he's like, are you ready? He's like, I'm born ready. You know, he's like, I was <laughs> born ready. That's right. <laughs> it's just cock- cocky shit that he's saying, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. honestly, you could, you if you've seen They Live from John Carpenter and not his character, who's Roddy Piper, is he's kind of cocky too, you know, the, mm. his lines that he mm-hmm. says and stuff. Like yeah. this dude could be like his cousin or something that lives like it's true, you know, yeah, a yeah. little bit of ways. And it's just some of the stuff he says. I think it's funny. That's some of the comedy in the movie. And yeah. there is a lot of weird shit happening throughout this whole film. And on this rewatch, I noticed that there is subtle storytelling in it, though. Like at the very beginning of the film, the way Jack gets involved in this is he's playing dominoes and he makes a bet with Wang, right? Because he's, yeah. he's cleaning mm-hmm. up. He's, he's winning like all the games and uh, he basically takes a bunch of his money playing dominoes. And at the end of this movie, you have a scene where he kills Lopin and all these statues fall down like dominoes around him, oh. which, is, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny. Like I didn't, I never saw that connection until I saw it this time. So it's basically like, you know, he's so good at this game without knowing that at the end it even like all falls for him, which is weird. Like when you mm-hmm. watch it, but yeah, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if Carpenter did that on purpose or not, but it's yeah, kinda, you see that. So connection. were they getting all fucked up when they played dominoes? Like drinking? They, they were drinking. drinking. Yeah. They were right? kind of yeah. drinking. Yeah. 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 I, I assume that's all that was a bunch of uh, at the bar. It was just alcohol. Yeah. Know, there's nothing to it. It's just, Oh, like the special drink focus, that they drank. Convinced him he had magic powers, and he pulled that shit off with catching the knife and throwing it back at him. Hey man, yeah, 
I mean, Wang is a... He proved he had it when he was playing dominoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see what you're saying. I, but he I also, the fucking yeah. bottle the same way and everything. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's also, what, why that happened. So you think back on that. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just the part of the cup. Well, I also think that, you know, with the, with what Caesar just said about the dominoes and like how he puts himself in these circumstances and he like wins. It's also mm-hmm. like, I feel like Jack Burton is also the character that like epitomizes like, the whole idea of like make it till you make it you know yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> that's like true, that's kind of what yeah. jack to me that's America. what jack <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i guess but i mean it's, it's just interesting like that that connection you made with the dominoes but that's kind of hot now not thinking like thinking about thinking about it more like he is a little bit more of like yeah like i'm just like a more fake it till you make it kind of character he doesn't identify mm-hmm. like that but he that's how he behaves so, Scott, when you said America, do you mean like because he's in China? And so there's like a different set of mentalities that are at in play San here? San Francisco. They're in San Francisco. Oh, that's right. They're in San Francisco. San Francisco. Well, Little China. Though. But they're in Little China, China technically. Little China. Yeah. Basically yeah. a whole different place underground. I said that because of that attitude he had when uh, when Wang was making the toast before mm. they went in. Oh, that's the right. Rescue. No, he didn't <laughs> say that. Theory. There's nothing more American than fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think fake it till you make it is 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 more is the reason why it connects a lot with like the I guess quote, quote American spirit is because it's a lot more individualistic. That's why. Whereas mm-hmm. like Chinese culture and like Asian culture and other con- cultures that are like it, they're a little bit more like group like hey we're gonna do this as a group we're gonna figure this shit out together but jack mm-hmm. burn is like i got this Every, everybody calm down i got this yeah he i'll says, lead you know type of thing so yeah, yeah I, I guess every, everybody relax i'm here he literally says that in the movie yeah 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 so he's like keep the <laughs> fires burning you know and if we're not back by dawn call the president oh yeah <laughs> Then he winks at her. I'm just like, bro. He just says some dumb shit in the movie, and I think it's funny, man. And that's the kind of shit, like, you know, like after the story, and then um, he said something like, then he finally gets what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think overall, like, part of the charm of this film is just the way things were done back then. You don't Mm -hmm. see it anymore. And I think that's why people follow it so much. Just oh, the, yeah. the effects and like Scott said, even the, the martial arts fighting at that part in the scene in the beginning, it's like there is some brutal stuff happening, but it happens so fast that they were able to get away with it. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the reason it is the way it is, is just because of who rewrote it and the way his style of writing is. Um, maybe that's what is hard for some people to follow at the time. And maybe what makes it a cult classic is. Um, you're expected to accept all these genres being mashed up together and you're just not used to it. And then yeah. the way that the hero quote unquote is depicted, you're also not used to it. So you don't like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's also part of it. But I also think, you know, again, you got Asian influences, you got supernatural influences, you have almost Western influences uh, from Western movies with yeah. the way that, uh, Jack Burton is, you know, he's trying to be like John yeah. Wayne. Um, My input, that, so. given the quality of the action and like the realism, the action itself, I don't think it was intended to be comical. Ah, uh, okay. The beast and the fucking 
beholder eyeball thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was intended to look dorky. It was supposed to be scary, and there was lighting issues with that mm-hmm. werewolf-looking thing. Yeah, that made it look cheaper than I think it was intended to. Yeah, I mean, you definitely could have that that point of view for sure because because of who's making the movie. Yeah. Um, but also like the reason. Yeah, it's something to to probably look into deeper. Yeah. But they knew an action comedy was coming out with Eddie Murphy called The Golden Child, and they knew their movie was similar. So Uh, it's another just another kind of inkling of like, you know, this was, I think, meant to be an action comedy. But I see what you guys are saying. Yeah. um, Based on the way that stuff was put in there where they try to there's marriages of action and comedy that work really well, like Beverly Hills Cop. But it's more set in a real, you know. The, the whole environment and the story of it is set in a real place where whereas this one does have like fantasy and you know stuff supernatural stuff in it so. yeah um all right cool i think uh we covered the hell out that segment um so let's go back to the future man if we could somehow harness this lightning channel it into the flux capacitor it just might work we're sending you back to the future Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So we're back. <laughs> Anything modern that you guys can compare to this? Is the Suicide Squad like this at all? Is it so fantastical and there's comedy and action in it too? Hmm. But you just meant to accept it. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the Suicide Squad and the newer one, there are aspects of the action that are intentionally comical, like the little kill contests they're having in the village and just the Starro fighting the Starro thing itself is just yeah. ridiculous. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. That Mortal Kombat, the newer one. The new Mortal Kombat. You know, you guys Oscar's didn't favorites. Like the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> fatality okay uh, it's a matter of like you have a vision of mortal Kombat, and they did not meet what you were expecting um yeah i, I didn't like the fight scenes at all like, i think they just cut way too much into the fight scenes yeah. like they, they could have really really held on to some of those angles i mean those are like real martial artists and then you just cut like 15 times for one fight you're like all right take it easy guys but um yeah uh as far as like the question um i don't know i was thinking about this i, th- I think suicide squad suicide squad is like a is a comparison i'm trying to f- i'm just trying to find stuff that's like with like practical like effects and stuff like that but mm-hmm. there's nothing like that right now and plus i don't see a lot of those kind of movies you know i don't i don't mm-hmm. look for those kind of movies so there isn't anything like that's like strange to me that sticks out what about the adventure aspect of it though Kung Fu Hustle, you ever watch those? The guy that oh, made Kung, Kung Fu Hustle, Hustle and no. Seven and all those. Yeah, no. Those, those have goofy ass martial arts to them that are probably maybe like by some of this in okay. the older movies. It was talking about just the outlandish nature mm-hmm. of the martial arts fights in the past. Mm. Maybe a little bit of like Stranger Things. Mm. I, can, I can see a little bit of that in there, but that's just more like the mm-hmm. supernatural aspect. Mm-hmm. And then like you do kind of have these unconventional heroes, you know, like these kids are becoming like these heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. And then they, what about Jumanji? Would you compare that to it? 
No, I don't mm-hmm. see where Jumanji would fit in. You don't see like the action comedy aspect, yeah, adventure. Oh, comedy. yeah, the action comedy. Yeah, yeah. He's on first one, right? Like the first first one, like the yeah. Robin Williams one, right? No, even the newer ones. I think you have like a <clears throat> character who's who's funny that isn't trying to be funny in Kevin Hart. Oh, like in both of them. Uh, uh, yeah, but he's just he's unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole fantastical aspect of it that they get put in a situation that they're not prepared for. Okay. Um, There is no martial arts though. Well, except for the lady killer character. I can't remember her name. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see that connection too. The Jumanji player. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty intense. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't see, I mean, what's that movie? Uh, Forbidden kingdom, Scott with Jackie Chan and Jet Li. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's more of Jackie Chan's humor. Like, that's what I was kind of thinking with this one, like how you're saying it's intended to be comical. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan's a better example of how you would do more comical martial arts. Uh, oh, okay, that's what you want. All right. So not not a lot of newer stuff like this, really. That you yeah, could ever that, and with the Forbidden Kingdom, they do have to go into like a whole mystical realm. Hmm. Peter yeah, Pan it's a as well. Hook. Yeah. yeah. It's just I mean, a, it's a hard, hard go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, like, I think I mean I think it's cool that you're finding like connections to like contemporary films like Jumanji and even like Suicide Squad. Um, it's cool that you get to see that connection. For me, I think it was just more of like I feel like I have to this is like where I, I missed the video store because I wanted to just see like just show me the straight to video section. You know, I don't want to, I want, because the stuff you're pointing out has gone to the movie theater, but I feel mm-hmm. it, I feel like the the stuff that I want to like dig into to even find a l- little bit more of a connection, like a stronger bond, even an influence mm-hmm. would be like, like straight B movies. That's kind of what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would be interesting to see if there's anything that's been influenced by, by this, you know, um, what's yeah. that, what's that one like horror subscription service you guys like talk about? Shutter, it's like Shutter. Shutter, yeah. Like I feel like you would find stuff kind of like this in Shutter, but yeah, you will. Yes, yeah. yeah. Critters too. They got yeah, all kinds of weird shit. Ghoulies like, and critters. And, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one thing. Also, is like keep in mind is there's not a lot of genre mashups like this, so it's also yeah. you're not gonna see a lot of films with these things all put together. Um, mm-hmm. which is probably why it might have bombed. Like, I know they said like aliens was coming out soon and golden child yeah. was coming out soon. And I mean, I could kind of see the golden child thing and, but the aliens thing, it's just a different genre. I don't, I don't see how that would play yeah. into it, but, uh, it kind of goes back to one thing that Kyle says is it's hard to make money off of comedy sometimes too. So, yeah. yeah. You know, well, for I- me guys, it's, oh. uh, it's the truck driver in the middle of all this shit that really throws <laughs> me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what people have a hard time relating to. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think like, because when I saw this movie, I feel like this was actually the first time I watched it. Cause like I said, I think the last time I saw it, was I was a kid and I, like I told Caesar, like the, one of the main, one of the images that like burned in my memory is like that dude at the end where he like starts to expand himself and he's got that really, like he's just blowing up like a balloon. I go, that's the one thing I do remember from this movie. I was like, when am I going to see that? And I'm like, oh, it's coming up. But I, I think after rewatching it, one of the things that I did leave with is like, this movie is confusing. Like 
it's true. You don't re- you, you think that Kurt Russell is a hero, but he's not. It, it is a confusing mm-hmm. story. It's a strange story. And I think that's what people that's I can see why it's a cult following, because when you start to talk about these things and you start to kind of peel back some of the layers, some of this stuff starts to make sense. But the masses is not going to be like, all right, hey, you want to go to Starbucks and talk about this crazy ass movie we just saw with Kurt Russell? No, it's not going to happen. And so I feel like I, that's probably why I bombed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, do our next segment, which is the recast segment. So, this here freight train, Pete Pablo, me, I'm Motif. There's only one drink fat enough to quench our thirst, and that's Turbo Sweet Seven. God, genius! The can's upside down. Don't talk to me like a child. I played Hamlet at Cambridge. Once again, you've ruined my concentration. Excuse me, excuse me. What's what's my motivation? Recasting a movie? Trust one of us, not some actor. That's it. I am going to my trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that from? I've heard that before. Where's that from? Uh, I think they're from, uh, you know, some actors that were acting up and uh, didn't know how to do their job. So <laughs> we are going to recast this movie. If you're going to recast this or if it was being remade yeah. uh, based on our main players, who who would play Jack Burton? Wyatt Russell. <laughs> My son, <laughs> I want Wyatt Russell in here. I want the bad Captain America to be in this movie. Damn. <laughs> I right. think it. I think it. Now, like I thinking can't about say it, Anthony Mackie this week, Caesar. <laughs> who so would you Wyatt cast? Russell. Yeah, who would you cast? Is Jack Burton? Uh, who knows if it, if this was being remade or if I was doing it back then? Uh, if I was doing it back then, I could easily. Say that uh, they would put Mel Gibson as uh, Jack Burton instead oh, of uh, Kurt, okay. Kurt Russell. Okay. I can see those now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use the same guy I said last week as Joe. I'll put Joe McHale as uh, Jack Burton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right. I would think like Mark Wahlberg if it was done now. Like what? They oh were yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I like. That. I don't know if he mm-hmm. could do that though. You think he could do it? He just do Cade Yeager. Oh, okay. Tend to be know it all, Cade Yeager. It's the same fucking character, dude. Yeah. Scott nailed it. I think he's. I think we got our, our Mark Wahlberg. Right okay. Yeah, dude. Mark Wahlberg. That's super funny to me. I can totally all see right. it. And the only reason why is because I'm just remembering like when Andy Samberg uh, made fun of him on SNL. He's like, "Hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. How you doing? Yeah. You say, how do you mother for me? So, okay. Like that's who I'm seeing. That's Mark Wahlberg. That's who I'm so seeing. Not, <laughs> so, yeah. So not a not the rock. No one said the rock. Okay. No, I don't want to see the rock in this movie. I don't no. think okay. that would work, dude. No. Even though he wants to do it. No, no hey, rock. Okay. He's got enough money. How about, how about Gracie Law? Who who plays Gracie Law? I said Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You like her? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's just <laughs> that that you don't like Gracie Law. No, I like Gracie Law. I just, I just don't know. I just, for some reason, like, I think I just got like a little bit more of like the the goofy side uh, of yeah. Gracie Law, and like I just kind of see that more in in, in Dunst than. And than who was she? Was she the? She was like the main love green. interest. Yeah. Yeah. She oh, was, she was like she's the yeah the other one with green eyes. Yeah. Oh, Which we does she really have green eyes? Ever. Does she really have That's, green eyes? Who I don't know. Kim Control. Yeah, like I wonder if they changed that in like the poster. I was like, dang, those eyes look really green. Uh, Who did you really did? I feel like it's always. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I feel like that's always a question with this movie. Like, did the 
did Miao Ying really have green eyes? Did uh, Kim Cattrall uh, really have green eyes? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Leave that mystery up in the air. You guys go so take it. So we're going for, for more of a comedy? Like it, they want a comedy. It's an action, action comedy. That's what we got to figure out yeah. who's. who's uh... It was intended to be action comedy, right? It is, Scott. It is. All right. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is like, it's your movie at this you know point. What? Like, just. I'd have to say. It's not mine. It's Emma it's, Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Uh, okay, okay. She's, I can see that. Comical. She's attractive. It would yeah. make uh, more sense. I'm going to go with Samara Weaving. Who's that? It was oh, Gracie Law. Too. Yeah, man. She's uh, she was, Scarlet uh, Snake Eyes. She was also in, uh, what's that movie called? Um, Wait, she was who in Snake Eyes? Scarlet. Oh, Scarlet? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah she's, I can see that. Yeah, I'll go with her. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's who fun. plays? She was in a couple of good ones. Who who's uh who's gonna play Wang Chi? This one's hard. Really? Oh, this one's easy, dude. It's the dude that okay. played Storm Shadow on Snake Eyes. Oh, really? I don't know his name. Yeah, he's fucking badass on the movie on that TV show Warrior. That dude's fucking mm. legit hardcore martial artist. He's fucking awesome. I'm gonna go with the guy from Mortal Kombat from this year, 2021. Uh. Ludi Lin, he's the guy who played Luke Kang. Uh, okay. Only oh, yeah, martial, that's a good one, dude. Only because of the martial art artist uh, guy. And he's a he's a little he's a little he's a shorter guy. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. That's a good that pick, man. Sense. I'm mean, so I'm gonna pick an old guy. I'm gonna pick Jet Lee. He's gonna play old Wang Chi. <laughs> 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 no, he's, I like Ludi Lin, man. That's a good pick. I have to I have to steal that one from you too, man. Okay. I think I would, right. I think so I would he has to be shorter than Mark Wahlberg, basically. <laughs> he can't be taller than him. What are you talking yeah, about? So, well, my pick is out. Well, who is it though? <laughs> Just pick it, anyways. No, he he said uh, the guy from Snake Eyes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. What about who plays uh, David Lopan? I'm gonna go with uh, that guy that I mentioned. Oh, the dude that did play Shang Tsung in the old. Mortal Kombat. He looks evil in the right original there. Mortal Kombat. Already, yeah. That guy's name is Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. I can't even say his whole name right. Yeah, guy. He'd be too old now, but uh, I'm gonna say something stupid. I um, pick. I would pick uh Yao Ming. Got it. There you go. Wait, Yao, Yao Ming? Ming? Oh, like the basketball? <laughs> the basketball <laughs> yeah, player? for the the Rockets. That's wild. <laughs> He's like... supposed to be this giant dude, right? Like yeah. Jeremy Lin turn into Yao Ming. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh gonna go with God. Yao Ming because he's already a giant, and mm-hmm. uh, that way the guy ain't got to wear like 12 inch uh, stills to yep. get on the escalator. So it's true. That's, no, that's not know, he because he transforms after the wedding. Uh, it's just when he's not in the wheelchair, he's in his normal yeah, he's, form. He's 12 feet tall. His atomized form. Yeah, he's supposed to be like eight feet tall or something, something like that. Yeah, he's pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah, man. I that's think that's good pretty good. Character. Do you have another character mm-hmm. you're gonna go? Um, nah. I mean, I was gonna go with Victor Wong, who could play the Egg Shen character. Oh, I got a good one. Who? All right. My first choice would be Jackie Chan, because I, ah. I think that'd be really fun. But yeah, if I could yeah. get, if I if I could sneak this person in, I would. And I even have a storyline as to how he would get there. But Victor Wong or Egg Shen, I'd recast you in Danny DeVito. <laughs> 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 Danny DeVito. I want Danny DeVito to be Egg Shen. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Who do you got, Scott? 
Do you guys remember the Asian from uh, Mad TV? Bobby Lee. Yo, Bobby, Bobby Lee. Lee yeah. Bobby Lee as Action would be hilarious. He is funny, man. Yep. He's hilarious. His podcast yeah. is super funny to me. He does some really funny stuff. Um, He's fucking wild. Yeah, I actually, if I could get Bobby Lee to do multiple characters and do different, makeup, you know what, John John Cho would actually be good a good David Lopan too, man. I don't know who that is. He's the he's the other dude from uh, Harold and Kumar, White Castle. He's Harold. No, he's Harold. Yeah, he's gonna be yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, for real? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see yeah, that. Him. I I did pick a, a I did pick a I did recast Meow Ying. Oh, did you? I did say I'm hoping that our listeners know who it is. So Susie Pai plays Meow Ying. She's the original girl with the green eyes. So there's this girl who used to host this show of The Fix. And she's now she left The Fix like earlier this year. And she's now a Twitch streamer. But she also has a YouTube channel called like Sid So Good. And so her name is Cindy Goodman. Very well known with the video game community. And uh, I think she'd make a perfect uh, Meow Ying. So you look her up we should put oh, this see, like yeah. a board together like they used to do in wizard like a recast we can do poster. that and then we'll tag them on twitter and be like what do y'all think let's remake yeah. this movie and then tag the rock be like sorry you're out uh, <laughs> <dude>. just kidding <laughs> the I the would do that. The fucking, oh the nice all right that. the rock can be the new mater d the rock well, that was be the D. <laughs> it wouldn't make any fucking sense. It would be funny. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, the All rock. Right. You know who he would be? He would be that one dude who like blows himself up because he's got like that build. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you would know? make sense. He's gonna play Black Adam. He could be all three of the reasons. Yeah. Oh, different haircut. So overall, I know summarizing. Um, you guys are not gonna recommend this to anyone, but I will. Oh, hold on, Space. hold on. Did you ask us <laughs> again? Did you okay. ask us again? <laughs> <laughs> this is your yeah or nay moment. So what do you guys think? Yeah. You would so, recommend it, Scott? Yeah. There you okay. go. There you go. All right. Look, listen, coming into this podcast, I was probably like a good hard no. But after talking about this movie, yeah. Just because of like what was revealed and like, you know, what was not known to me about this movie and stuff. So I'd say yes. And then go talk about it with okay. your friends and see what's going on with it. And then go yeah. listen to the DVD commentary because because I think there'd be a lot more revealed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't take it from us. Take it from IMDb. Take it from Rotten Tomato. Uh, it's 7.3 on IMDb. Rotten Tomato is 75%. That's a solid movie choice. I mean, it's got a cult mm-hmm. following for a reason. Same rating as like Beverly Hills Cop. It is. It, it's, again, to me, over this time amount of time, which is what, almost what 37 years 36 years or my 35 years 25 isn't it 35 yeah 35 yeah yeah 35 years man it's 35th year uh anniversary of this movie uh coming out in 1986 but i think it's another example of stuff that was done in the 80s that's not done today that people just take risks and they try to put stuff together and see what comes out and for you to see that like you know, it's a time capsule of what things were tried. And it's fun, man. I think it's just a fun movie. Like, if you don't take it serious, you just sit down and try to enjoy it for what it is. Um, you'll have a fun time watching it. Agreed. Agree. It's like Buckaroo Banzai. It's got a cult following for a reason, man. 
So here's what here's what I will say. I'd rather watch this than Buckaroo Banzai. Ooh. That's for sure. I'd rather watch this than Buckaroo Banzai. We're gonna have to make a yeah. tournament at some point with these films. Yeah, I mean, my one Buckaroo agree. won't even make it on my bracket. Let's put it that way. Oh, all right. Well, it's gotta have an it. entry. Like not you heard it here. You know, like that. No, that's like, how the sorry. Lakers got into the playoffs this year. The plane has got to play in there. Yeah. The <laughs> pop culture tournament has got to have a place. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. But yeah, man. Awesome. This was a great time as always, guys. And uh, for sure. Thanks again for everybody tuning into the Noel 15 Allcast. And thanks to the guys for coming on. Thanks to Oscar the OG. And thanks to Great Scott for uh, joining me on that Big Trouble in Little China review for our 80s action comedy series, uh, Volume 2. And uh, make sure you tune in next week as we'll be talking about another classic 80s action comedy, The Last Dragon. And if you're uh, scrolling around on social media, check us out at the No 15 Allcast on Twitter and also on Instagram. And for now, signing off, it's your boy 7C saying peace out and God bless.